Today's Nerdly Ramblings will be doing a segment on the sci-fi perspective on Star Trek once again, uh, this time discussing the Galaxy-class Federation Starship Advanced version, which is basically an upgraded version of the normal, uh, more average or earlier, whatever you want to call it, version of the Galaxy-class. So as always, I will be uh, basically uh, reading off all the main points of this uh, ship, and then I will be going into far more detail uh, after that. So this, uh, I should say, the Galaxy Class Advanced, uh, was first launched in 2366. Uh, the weapons it had was Type 10S phasers uh, using a plasma beam. Uh, they were using arrays. Uh, phaser arrays, I should say, with assault emitters uh, using photon torpedoes class 4 type 23 with Mark 80 launchers uh, with an isoton class 8. So they can upgrade the class 4 all the way to class 8 uh, yields, um, otherwise known as uh, their warheads. Uh, for defense, they had a tritanium hull, duranium armor, and class 7 light energy shields with diburnium plating. I'll get more into that later. Um, their engines had a cruising speed of warp 7.1, an emergency speed of 9.2, and a maximum speed of warp 9.8. So warp 7.1, warp 9.2, and warp 9.8 with a class 8 warp core. The transporters were Mark VI. Uh, they had an M-Series 14 computer with isolinear circuitry, and the tractor beam was a Class IV with a subspace radio 8 on it. So as I said, I would get into more detail on all that information. So firstly, uh, talking about the M-14 computer. Now, they could have had the M-15 computer uh, because the M-15 came out... Uh, in 2366 as well. But as I've said in previous segments, uh, they don't always, uh, they're not always able to ship out uh, the new, whatever the new hardware is, whether it's computer or torpedo or phaser or anything. They can't just ship it on out uh, to wherever they're building ships necessarily uh, because sometimes they'll be at different shipyards, even though uh, main shipyards are uh, Utopia Plantitia, or I, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, with the, uh, with the, uh, Mars shipyards. Um, but then there, there is other shipyards and, and stuff like that throughout the Federation. Um, so just because a new technology is like readily available, uh, well, I should say that they've come out with it, that they're producing it doesn't mean that it's actually readily available. Um, the 10S phasers that they put on the ship, they could have put 11F or 11S on the ship, which I don't know why they didn't. Um, the whole reason they came up with an advanced version of the uh, Galaxy class, uh, which I'll explain uh, in a bit, was because they were uh, the Federation was being put into a bit of a tight spot. Um, but I, I think it just came down to, uh, even though they had 11F and 11S phasers, it wasn't trying to save money or anything. They were just trying to not make the Galaxy class a warship. Um, they still wanted it to be mostly an exploration, diplomatic, uh, basically cruise liner, uh, scientific uh, type of ship. Um, they, they didn't 
want it to have that kind of stigma on it. They just wanted it to be quite powerful. And honestly, the, the differences between the regular Galaxy Class versus the Galaxy Class Advanced, um, the, the main differences uh, make it quite more powerful anyways. Um, the fastest ship of the time could go to warp uh, 9.99. Uh, so this ship could actually do a fair amount of speed. Um, as I've said in a previous segment about the Galaxy class, uh, it was held back speed-wise a little bit just because of how large it was and how far uh, warp technology had come uh, at that point. So to be able to do 9.8 when the fastest ship is able to go warp 9.99 is fairly decent for its shape and size. However, don't be confused with the decimal points. If there's an extra 9 in there after uh, another 9, so say 9.9 .9 compared to 9.99, the difference in speed is massive. So uh, to give you an idea, 9.9 um, .9 is somewhere around 6,500 times the speed of light, whereas 9.99, uh, just going off the top of my head, I think it's somewhere around 21,000 times the speed of light. Again, I'd have to check the numbers. But that was just to give you an idea that the differences in speed is massive when just adding another 9. So this ship did have the highest shielding available for ships at the time uh, with its uh, Light Energy Shield 7, or Class 7, I should say. Um, class 8 was available for space stations, so it had the best shields that a ship could get at the time. Um, and it also had uh, hull plating, uh, which was uh, start the, the Federation had started moving away from uh, by the uh, 2330s, roughly. Uh, the last ships to really have that kind of stuff, or say be built with that kind of stuff, was in the 2320s. So for uh, uh, at least 30 years, the Federation hadn't really been using it. But again, stuff at the time uh, was making them kind of move back towards it. Um, and as I said, it was using uh, Diburnium plating, um, which had become available in 2341, because they'll still do research in it, but putting hull plating on a ship uh, is not always cost-effective. So I said earlier that this ship's uh, cruising speed, which it can sustain until the fuel runs out pretty much, uh, is uh, warp 7.1, which is 688 times the speed of light. That means it can do one light year in 12 hours, 44 minutes, and 38 seconds. Um, it's uh, emergency speed, which it can sustain for 96 hours or four days. Uh, warp 9.2 is 1,817 times the speed of light, which means it can do a light year in 4 hours, 49 minutes, and 26 seconds. So just a bit faster than 5 hours it can, it can do a light year. So uh, that would mean it can do uh, close to 20 light years by the time they have to shut down the engine. So uh, in the 96 hours. So if you had to get across a sector really, really fast, uh, they could do it in the, nearly anyway, they could uh, do it uh, at their emergency speed for four days. Um, and then their maximum speed, warp 9.8, is 4,472 times the speed of light, uh, which means they can do a light year in one hour, 57 minutes, and 39 seconds. So just a bit faster than the two-hour mark there as well. 
So in the six hours that they could sustain that, they could do about three light years. So again, if, if there's somebody close to them or, or they need to get to a battle fast or anything like that, and it's close by like that, they could go to maximum warp and get there pretty dang fast. Uh, I also said that uh, it had a subspace radio 8, which it's able to transmit at warp 9.999, so three nines, and then two six. So warp 9.999. Nine two six. <laughs> I had to think about that, uh, which is uh, seventy nine thousand one hundred and seventy times the speed of light. Uh, that means that that signal can um, do a light year in six minutes and thirty nine seconds, and that um, that radio came out in twenty three forty two. Uh, so it's it's in wide use at this point. Um, so. In around this time, uh, the as I said, the Federation was facing uh, a little bit of uh, different things. Um, they they had been done with the uh, Cardassian War for a while, but they were still in high tensions with the uh, Cardassians. Um, and at the same time, a year before, so this being 2366, uh, so in 2365, they had made first contact with the Borg, which is why they decided to uh, make an advanced version of the Galaxy class. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit of, of what the advancement means as well. Um, but with the, with the looming threat of the Borg, they did want to bulk up some of their ships um, and even build some other ships. Uh, so uh, some ships were still in the design phase. Some were just coming out as a prototype and stuff like that, say like the Defiant class. So this was their way of bulking up their... Um, main heavy boy, so to speak, uh, with the advancement of the Galaxy class, uh, adding Dibernium uh, hull plating, as well as uh, upgrading the phasers a little bit, uh, but mostly uh, making it far more protected. That's, that's, that was far more their uh, aim with the Galaxy class advanced, uh, was to make it far more durable, so more powerful shields, um, engines, that doesn't make it more durable, but it makes it being able to uh, either get somewhere or get away faster. Um, and then with, uh, with other things concerning, uh, like basically how, how much, how much hit can this t uh, ship basically take? Um, so besides all that kind of stuff, they, they didn't know, but they would eventually face this year, uh, the first Borg invasion where they ended up uh, capturing Captain Picard and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, besides that, uh, going into other points about this ship, uh, they could have had, uh, tractor beam, uh, version five or, or tractor beam five, whatever you want to call it, or class five. Uh, but again, um, just because, uh, certain technologies and all that kind of stuff, uh, they, they end up, uh, coming out right when other ships launch. Um, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, they should have used Mark five photon torpedoes. Um, around this time, they, they were still experimenting and stuff with, with, uh, quantum torpedoes. Now, again, they, they could have equipped quantum torpedoes on this ship, even though, uh, plasma torpedoes are now fully out of date. They're not producing them anymore. Um, so they started producing, uh, quantum torpedoes. Again, they still felt, uh, because there was no Borg invasion at this moment, they were just more so prepping 
for anything to do with the Borg invasion. Uh, well, just with the Borg, I should say. Um, and basically, they were, they were kind of worried with how the high tensions were at the Cardassians and having a previous war with them. Uh, they didn't have a solid peace with the Cardassians yet, so lots of uh, Fedo uh, Federation diplomats and um, brass, again, felt that uh, they, they could easily slip back into war with them, which they don't technically, but they do technically later on, um, uh, depending on what kind of uh, perspective you're looking at there. Um, so it, it does surprise me, though, that they didn't uh, equip it with uh, Mark V uh, photon torpedoes right out the uh, right out the gate. Now they do equip the Enterprise um, after the first Borg invasion with Mark V photon torpedoes, uh, which which you'll you'll notice uh, by twenty three seventy one. But again, this is the general launching of a ship. So that and the general launching of them, they did not come with Mark V photon torpedoes as they're more expensive and more devastating and everything too, because it comes with a. Uh, um, five or a uh, class five isoton yield um, right off the bat. So again, they they could go with that kind of stuff, but they're they're not at war. They're more so just prepping. Um, so they could have done more. Uh, so going into other details of like what's an advanced starship uh, versus a refit or retrofit. Um, so if you say, uh, if you want to know the difference between the uh, like see the difference I should say between a regular galaxy class and the uh, advanced galaxy class, um, you can really see the difference if you want to watch the show The Next Generation. Um, in the beginning credits, especially, I, th I think in all the beginning credits, um, uh, of the opening of the show where it plays the music, uh, you can see the Enterprise there on what it looks like, and that's, uh, a original or regular Galaxy class. Um, and in later seasons where you kind of see more outline and the ship looks a little thicker and you, you see around the, uh, even the, sh I should say the shape of the deflector array, um, you see the shape is a little bit different. Um, so that's the difference. Um, an advancement in a class, it will look just slightly different um, than a regular uh, class of ship. Uh, there's even a second advancement in the uh, galaxy class, which you do see in the show Deep Space Nine, where it has some other um, phaser arrays on it. Uh, and it's also known as basically a variant as well, but it's it's an advancement in the class itself. Uh, it, not necessarily full-on replacing the original, uh, but more so now they, they do have a variant. Um, if they want to bulk up the fleet a bit, they can use that type of variant. Uh, the class of ship doesn't really get replaced until the refit uh, comes out, uh, especially the retrofit, um, because again they'll still build, uh, they'll still build the ship uh, originally um, a little bit at least, because again it, it saves resources and everything to uh, to not have to say add um, hull plating. Um, instead, they're just going to build it original styles. Now the other thing about that though too is uh, like, oh, well, it came out with, uh, say, 10S phasers, uh, so we'll keep coming out with that. No, it will keep advancing over time. Again, whatever they come out with in 2357 with the original Galaxy class or 2366 with the first advancement in the Galaxy class, 
that's just what they come out with as the standard at that time. Uh, so over the years, they will advance the technology put into it. Like, say, eventually, they would put tetraburnium plating on the Galaxy Advanced version. Now, by that time, they might actually be using the Advanced 2 instead of the Advanced 1. Uh, but we're not in the 24th century, so I can't exactly tell you about that. Um, but at any rate, the technology does change with the times, so they won't always be using the same technology forever more so just going over what they came out with at that time. So I know I tend to ramble, as this is called, nerdly ramblings. However, I just like to make things very clear. So also an advancement in a class uh, is it could be referred to as an upgrade, but as an upgrade to the class, not just an upgrade to some ships. Like an upgrade to a ship could be, you know, it, it has an M13 computer. So it goes into the shipyard eventually maybe getting an M14 or even M15, depending on how long it's been in between upgrades. So that's just an upgrade to the ship. It doesn't make it look any different, uh, but it makes it operate more efficiency, uh, efficiently, I should say, uh, whether that's uh, just by power or compute performance or uh, or whatever. Uh, so an advancement uh, it will be classed as um, as basically like a super upgrade in a sense uh, because it will be just slightly different from the one before it. So there can even be advanced twos or even threes. Uh, again, more of a variant on the original uh, looks of that class, um, either for a special purpose or to make the class uh, more powerful in whatever way they're going with. And the first advanced version of the Galaxy class was to prepare it for a possible Borg invasion. So it was far more to just protect it uh, in comparison with what they had originally come out with uh, nine years before. So you may not notice the differences in the ships uh, when it's an advancement, whereas a refit, uh, and I'll go over this in other segments as well, a refit, you can totally tell it's different. You can see that it either looks very much similar or it is the same, just looks a little different, uh, from the original version. Much like, say, the uh, Excelsior refit, um, which you can see original Excelsiors in uh, either the uh, original Star Trek movies or the Star Trek uh, Next Generation show versus what the Enterprise B looked like in the Next Generation movie uh, Generations. That was a refit. Um, there was an advancements on that class and everything as well. Uh, however, you can really see a difference when you when you are paying attention when it's a refit. Uh, whereas you you have to be one of those uh, uh, one of those fans that go, hey, that's different when you see an advancement in a class, um, because that's it, it's again pretty much a variant. Um, so, but it it will be throughout the fleet and everything too. It's not just a one-off. Um, because that would just, that would cost a lot of money to ever just build one version of something. Um, unless it's just a prototype and they're planning on mass producing that, uh, that type of ship. Um, and then finally the, uh, the retrofit, 
uh, it almost looks like a different ship. Uh, it can even be classed as a different ship, but in fact, it will be the, uh, the same class, just brought up to modern day standards in a sense. Uh, the Galaxy class goes through a lot of retrofits, uh, some of which I will be discussing that aren't really considered canon, but I think are pretty dang close. Um, and I hope Star Trek canon eventually uses a lot of these designs. Um, but most of what I talk about on here isn't necessarily full-on canon. It's all information taken from encyclopedias, the show, uh, as well as uh, games and books. So all information on it can totally be uh, very much uh, corresponded and everything. It, it, it's, it's good information, just you won't necessarily see it in the show. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, but that's about all I really have on the Galaxy Class Advanced, um, which in the future I will be talking about the, uh, the next advancements as well as refits and retrofits of the Galaxy Class and other classes on here as well. Not just concentrating on the 24th century, but also going to the 23rd and uh, 22nd centuries and uh, maybe even a little bit into the 25th. Again, depending. Uh, but uh, for now, we're sticking to the main stuff. So uh, take care for now, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this segment. Have a great day.